We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast, the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. We're closer and closer to the next Green Bay Packers football game on Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Jason Perone of the Pack a Day podcast. And the Quick Science Podcast over at Game On Wisconsin. With me, as always, is Mark Eckel of Packer Report. Mark, we ready for week three? I'm ready. I'm ready for week five. <laughs> Jump ahead. I don't even know what they play week five, but I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Jump ahead. Oh, I know. Well, this Bucks game has been. I don't take them one at a time. I, yeah, the, the, I look ahead. Well, the Packers face the Buccaneers uh, in prime time on Sunday afternoon, although I have a gripe to, to share about that, about living in Arizona. And I'll do that when I, I hit the Phoenix weather. Uh, I've been looking forward to this game so much and had this one so circled and like Brady and Rodgers that I legitimately don't know what four through uh, games four through 17 are. I don't know what the order is. I'm just I haven't tuned into it too much. But as we always do, let's have a little bit of weather. There's, uh, you know, not as not as much. We've got our, our good old standby and our friend in Oslo, Norway, Robin Erickson. 59 degrees Fahrenheit, mostly blue skies, little to no wind. It's a lovely day considering that autumn has arrived. So 60 degrees, Mark, that sounds very fallish out there. And uh, then our friend Felix, he's actually very excited. He's doing very well. Offenburg, Southwest Germany, the harvest is at its peak. And the weather, he says, is perfect for what his grapes need. It is 44 degrees at night, 73 degrees during the day. No wind. Perfect, right? Good, good winery weather. Well, if we ever want to try these wines, we better hope it's a good crop. So, yes. That's what we're waiting on, yeah. Fingers we good, crossed. We, we and want a good year. We want 2022 to be a good good year for us. Yeah, for wine. sure. So, hopefully hopefully that turns out well for him. So, then that brings us stateside, and we're to you. So, we're at Myrtle Beach. What are we looking like? Beautiful. Um, I mean, really beautiful. It's been like, yeah, today, Thursday is going to get a little little warmer, actually. It's been like low 80s, sunny, um not real humid. Uh, today's going to get up to almost like 88, they say. And again, but perfect, but sunny skies and low humidity. So it's 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 this is a, this is a great time of the year here. Nice. There we go. That's what it's all about, right? And then we hit yeah. up Green Bay, Wisconsin, where the game will not be taking place because yeah. the Packers are on the road. They're in Tampa this weekend. And do we but, have Tampa weather? We don't uh, have Tampa weather I can look that up. Yeah, I should have probably done that too. That one wouldn't be now. Is that going to vary a lot from? I guess it would. It's got the Gulf and the the ocean, or you know, it's not the same right. as where where you're at. But so in Green Bay, 61 degrees, low of 45. It's that's once again fallish. Right? It's good practice weather though. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And we'll talk about. Uh, and we got at least a little bit of the the practice report from Wednesday that we can talk about, but. In Tampa, the expected forecast for Sunday is 88 degrees and sunny with a low of 70. That's a little hot. Yep. Right now it's 92. Two to four, not one. I mean, right. You, you want to talk about that later, but um, it's, it'll be a little cooler, you would think, by by the second half anyway. The sun will be down, you would hope, right? We hope. I mean, yeah. So it helps yeah. a little bit, but right. it's still going to be warm. Right. Well, hopefully, because it's it gets hot and you get tired, humid and, and cramping and all that kind of stuff can happen when you're a visiting team if you're not used to the weather there. Oh, absolutely. And pe- that's what people never – and I, I was talking about this um, with, with other people about a, about, a, about a different game, but people always talk about, you know, when a, a warm weather team 
has to go to like Green Bay or or Buffalo, and they say, "Oh, it's it's rough on them because it's going to be so cold up there in, in the, whatever December, January, whatever it is." And that's true. There's no doubt about that. But it works the other way as well. I mean, when a cool weather team like Green Bay or Buffalo or you know whoever has to go to Miami or Tampa this time or Arizona, well, Arizona closes the roof. So, yeah. um, but you know, Miami, I guess, and uh, Tampa are, would would be the main Jacksonville. Um, you know, going to them this time of year, it kind of has the same effect. I mean, you know, in a different way. It's not the cold, it's the heat. But like, like, but like, like you said, you have to hydrate. You know, make sure you're, you know, everything's clicking and stuff. You know, I mean, because it, it, it can, it can, it could have a big effect on you. Yeah, it can. But that's what you pay the training staff all that money for. Yep. Is they're supposed to kind of know what the best way to hydrate for the different climates and all that else else is. Right. Oh yeah, and the players so, have to do it. Yeah, they do. You know I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I remember the Eagles played a game. I always bring up Eagles, but I know people probably used to think, why do you bring up the Eagles again? Because it's what I know. Um, they opened the season in Dallas one year. I think it was 2000, 2000 or 2001. They opened the season in Dallas, and it was 100 degrees on the field mm-hmm. that day. And it, it's what it's become known in Philly as the, the pickle juice game. Because Eagle players like drank pickle juice all week and then before the game and they swore about how the pickle juice helped them. I don't know if it was the electrolytes. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think years later, the, the, the trainer came out and said, you know, pickle juice really wouldn't have no, no more difference than, you know, water or Gatorade, but we, they, the players thought it made a difference. And mentally it was just as important as physically to have them thinking that they were okay because they drank pickle juice. Right. And the Eagles blew and the Eagles won big. Eagles won like, no, they, they, they blew them out. 41, 14 or something. Deuce Staley ran for like 200 yards. Yeah. So anytime, anytime the Cowboys can be humbled in Dallas, it's, uh, it's a good day. <laughs> but I was during the bad Cowboy years. <laughs> uh, well, that's there are no bad Cowboy years if they're not a, their record is not good. <laughs> so depends on who you ask. But yeah. so Isaac Hanks in Northern Illinois, high of 78 degrees Fahrenheit. Looking ahead to October because he's a meteorologist. He says another warm month could be in store for the friendly confines of Lambeau uh, in October. So that's uh, interesting. And then he said for all of his fellow Northern Hemisphere listeners, um, enjoy the final 12-hour day of sunlight for the next six months. The, sol- okay. the fall solstice, or solstice obviously, is upon us. So that's that's probably what he's talking about there. So uh, which means you know it's going to get darker earlier, and we all know what's coming after that, and I don't want to depress anybody. All right, so in Phoenix, there's actually some weather to report. So on on Wednesday, it was rainy, cloudy and rainy, still 80 degrees, up to 94, partly cloudy today. So anytime we get a little bit of rain, and we had more rain than usual this summer, so it kept the, the temperatures cooler. And I th- if you remember last week, Isaac said that uh, the Phoenix summer actually was not one of the warmest compared to the average because all that rain kept us. We never really got much over like 102, 103, like we've had some summers where there's a stretch of time where we're at 110, 115. Didn't have any of that this year because uh, of all the the rain that we got. So it was a little bit cooler, um, cooler summer than normal. And then as we always finish it out, or did no, no, you, no, you had San Diego. Friends. You had San Diego. I got Luke, Luke Carnes, a Packer fan. Um, I, I believe he's, he's from, he, he might be from the Green Bay area, but he's living out in San Diego now. And he, he, he likes our he likes our podcast. He thanked us for everything, and then he he said the weather it's typical San Diego. It's seventies and sunny. Yeah, nice. that's kind of what it is most of the time. Yeah, San Diego's uh, good weather usually. Typically, it's uh, except highly... when I was there, it was actually hot. Yeah, you mentioned that. I, I caught that. Uh, they, they, it was like a crazy heat wave they had for a couple of days. The end of summer wave, All right? And then right, as, in Canada, and then in Canada, Harry over in Kamloops. Let me see what what we got going on with Harry here. So it's been cool at night, down to 41 a few times already. So it's cooler than the valley because he's up the hill. So 73 during the day, 48 at night. And he said sunshine in June hits the house prior to 6 a.m. We're already up to 710. So to Isaac's point, the sunlight is fading. So there's the weather. And my complaint and my gripe about living in the Phoenix area is that the Cardinals... When they're at home, they play a lot of 1 p.m. Uh, or I guess it would be 4, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. games by you on the East Coast. Or what What does that equate to? Um, 2, 3 o'clock in, uh, in the – or 3, 4, I don't know, whatever. 
The Cardinals are preempting. So I am one of like a tiny area of this entire country that doesn't have the game on national, doesn't have the game on TV. And not only is the game not on TV, but the alternative is the Arizona Cardinals, the worst run franchise in all of professional (laughs) sports. So they come off a big win. And I care why. It was, it was, it was, I was at my son's T-ball game, or not T-ball, God, wake up, dude. I was at my son's Little League game, he's nine, he stopped playing T-ball, and there were a bunch of Cardinals fans watching and listening to the game, and I had to kind of keep my mouth shut and just bite my tongue, but the whole time I was like, come on, Tay, make a catch, and... Raiders let it go to overtime, and that was dangerous. And then the game-winning play made by Byron Murphy, he actually went to the same high school that I did here in the Phoenix area. How about that? Where your reigning Saguaro Sabercats were the state football champions last year. And uh, they're actually, uh, this this weekend, they have a rematch against the Chandler um, high school football team that they faced in that championship game. So I'm looking forward to going and checking that game out. So, all right. I just looked at the TV map. You're right. Yes. The entire country is getting Green Bay, Tampa Bay, except for Georgia and Washington and are getting Atlanta, Seattle, obviously. And, and Southern California and Phoenix are getting the Rams and Cardinals. Not even Northern California. Northern California, like just north of L.A., they're getting Green Bay, Tampa. But from L.A. down and then all of Arizona is getting Rams in Arizona with Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez. The bars will be packed. I actually already know which Packers bar I'm going to go to. So we'll hit that up. It'll be a good time. I'm not going to, you know, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, I'll be among friendlies. We'll, we'll make it work. It'll survive. As long as there's a TV, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, all right. The Packers face the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. We all know how that went the last time the Packers played in Tampa. We all know how it went the last time the Packers faced the Bucks at Lambeau Field. It was for the NFC Championship game. And now in week three, the Packers are back and they are, they're taking on Tampa, who are two and oh. Packers are one and one and one. And the Buccaneers and the Packers both, uh, well, the Buccaneers are pretty, pretty dinged up. So let's go through the injury list. I know we're not the injury report, but we're doing the Packers defense against the Buccaneers offense. So Leonard Fournette was limited on Wednesday with a hamstring. Russell Gage limited with a hamstring. Chris Godwin didn't practice at all with a hamstring. Wide receivers right there. Their center, Robert Hainsey, limited with a knee. And then Julio Jones, no practice. Another wide receiver did not practice at all. Cade Otten, tight end, didn't practice. And tackle Donovan Smith did not practice. So, And if you missed the other news, their best wide receiver, Mike Evans, um, he, he appealed his suspension, but it was upheld by the, the NFL. Uh, James Thrash, former, former wide receiver, um, is the guy that makes that, that, that call. And So Mike Evans will be suspended for Sunday's game as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Will not play. Correct. Will not play. So the Packers have an opportunity here. I mean, they still have to face the Bucks defense, and you know that's Packers offense versus the Bucks defense. But with regards to 
Green Bay coming in here. Are you a believer in, because I know some people have, have varying takes on this, are you a believer in momentum? There's only one, They've only won one game, but do you think that there's any momentum they can carry forward, or are you not a momentum guy? I'm a momentum guy during the game. Um, week to week, I don't know. I think it changed. I, I, don't, I think that there's something to be said for getting hot you know, but two games in, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a bounce back game. I think sometimes when a good team, whether you know Green Bay or whoever, um, loses a game or gets upset, I like them to bounce back the following week a lot of times. Um, so I'm, I'm more like that. Um, I'm also like, I'll, I'll say this: I'm glad that Tampa is two and zero for that for that reason. So like, they're not Tampa mad. Tampa would have lost to New Orleans last week. They'd come in pissed off. Yeah, they got a little, and, and and they're a good team. Tampa, let's be honest, Tampa's a good team. They have Tom Brady. They have a good defense. Um, they, when they're healthy, they have a, you know some pretty good players on on offense. Yeah, so I think you know they would be in bounce back mode. But the fact that they're two and zero, not that they can afford. They, nobody likes to lose a game. But Tampa just beat their rival New Orleans. That's the only team that's going to give them any kind of trouble in the NFC South. Atlanta and Carolina are both bad teams. They're not going to they're not going to challenge us here. Um, so they already have a win over their, their, their rival, uh, in New Orleans too, which is, you know, kind of, kind of big for them. Mm-hmm. So not that they can afford, not that they want to lose this game or even, but they really can, they could, they, a loss would hurt Green Bay more than a loss would hurt Tampa Bay this week. And the grand, and again, it's still early. It's only week three, but in the grand scheme of things, Tampa can more afford to lose. Green Bay does not want to go to one and two, right? You know, Tampa can go to two and one. And still be in first place in the in the South, no matter what New Orleans does, because they already beat them. So, um, again, I so there's a little bit of that. I don't like what I don't like, and, and we'll get into the defense, which is what we're supposed to do in a minute. But if the Bucks home opener, I hate playing teams in their home opener because mm-hmm. you know the, the, you know Tampa Tampa now because they're good. All of a sudden, you know they they have their fans are they've are woken there. up and remembered there's football. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> uh, not like baseball in Tampa, where the team is good, but they they still don't care, right? But uh, so as far as just just looking ahead real quickly here, where uh, so after the Tampa game, the the Packers are they they're back home against the Patriots, right. then they have their game in London against the Giants, and then the Jets, and then the Jets at home at Lambeau Field, and then they travel to Washington to take on the Commanders, followed by a uh, big primetime game at Buffalo. That'll be tough. That's going to be real, real tough. But yeah. in between, in between Tampa and Buffalo, they should they should roll there. They really they shouldn't they shouldn't stumble against those. Need to just teams. hope they don't have any travel snafus to and from London because right. they haven't done it before. And so I, I don't. yeah, and everybody gets a bot. Well, they didn't want it, right? They said they wanted it later. After London. Right? They wanted it later, and I agree with that. That's that's a yeah. very early buy. It would have been. You're right. That's a. I mean, you're you're taking a you're taking a buy, almost three months. Like let's just. You know, let's be arrogant here, and let's say the Packers were to end up with the one seed and get a, a buy into the playoffs. That's like three months before you would get another week off uh, for no, you're, no, I agree. the playoffs. I like and if they don't get a buy, then they're they don't have any time. They don't get another week off until the season is over. Yeah, that's that's no. I I'm I'm with you there. I don't. I, I'd much rather have a buy from the middle of the season on than than prior to the middle of the season. So, and if you're traveling from Green Bay to London. I mean, if you went from one tip of the country, uh, tip of the country of the United States to the other, that's got to be pretty similar to like the the length of time in the air. I know there's a time difference, but it's very different. Mm-hmm. I mean, because from, from one coast to the next, it's three hours at most, versus what you when you get right. across the pond. Six, I don't know. Right. Maybe maybe my geography is. Is it bad. five or six? Uh, I think it's. Um, well, it depends. It, it depends because don't forget, I'm in Arizona, so. Oh yeah, for you it's, it's way, way I, different. Yeah, yeah I mean, won't... just the fact that the game's gonna be on nine thirty in the morning here. Yeah, 10, I guess it'll be ten thirty in Green Bay, right? It's eight no. hours. It's well, it'll be eight thirty in Green Bay. Eight hours yeah. different from where I'm at, and I'm on West Coast time right now. So six in hours Phoenix. in Green Bay, and five hours for me. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a big time difference. Yep. So it's you know that that's something to something to keep in mind there. But as far as the injury side on the Packers side, all of all the guys on the injury report from Wednesday and there's still Thursday and Friday to go. Um, all offensive, no defensive guys are listed on the injury report as of uh, as of yesterday on Wednesday. So 
More to come. Obviously, that can change because you know that's it's the injury report doesn't ever stay the same from Wednesday to Friday. But it looks like they avoided major any major injuries on Sunday, which means you know Quay Walker is is still okay to play, and he had another good game. The defense as a whole, except for their run defense, and and I. I don't know. I mean, early season, both teams ran the ball well. The Packers had 203 yards. The Bears had 188. I mean, it was it was a running back show with Packers yeah. Bears and in that game. So, I mean, I I assume that Fournette's going to try to go. I don't think he's going to miss this game. I don't. I could be wrong. He really. Can't. I mean, if he doesn't play, I I really like the Packers chances mm-hmm. because I mean, come on, you got to have somebody. I know Brady's Brady, but my God, he has to have some. To throw the ball to, well, the, the, I mean, I think Tampa's going to try to come out and run, right? I mean, they are, and the key with the so way the, the receivers banged up. I mean, right, right now, assuming when we know Evans is not going to play, if Jones and Goodwin don't play, their starting receivers would be Brett Perryman, Russell Gage, who's also a little banged up, right? He did. You said he practiced, but lim- he, but he was limited, today. right? Correct, limited. And a guy that he's a bad name in, in for Green Bay fans, but Scotty Miller. We all remember Scotty Miller is the guy that beat Kevin King for the touchdown before the half in the playoff game. Limited with a calf. Okay, so even the guys who are playing, you know, so they're they're really banged up at wide receiver. Now, you would think, okay, so Green Bay should really shut that down, right? But I have, you know, I go back to last year when Green Bay went into Arizona without, what, Devontae Adams, uh, MVS, and Lazard, was it? Were all three of them out? Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah, because uh, Jawan Winfrey got called up and had to play. Right. Yep, Cobb had, know, to, had Cobb had to carry Cobb a load. Like, you know, they had Cobb and they had uh, Tony got hurt during the game. Okay, yeah, so yeah, they, I mean, and they won the game. So and they still won. Um, sometimes, you know, and we've we've all seen this where when you're banged up at a, at a you know some guys step up. You know, they 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 know this is their chance. You know, I got normally I wouldn't even be be playing. I might not even be active, but three guys at my position are out, so I get a chance to play. And I'm going to show the coaches that I should play every week, even if guys are healthy. You know, so you know they're all they're all professional players. I mean, obviously some are better than others, but they're all you know they're all professional. They all made the NFL team that they're on. So don't I don't you know I don't rule I don't look down on on players. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and Rashad Perriman's also on the and when, and when Tom Brady's your quarterback, and a, a, you know, a grade C receiver can become a grade B receiver because Tom Brady's a quarterback. He'll you know he'll get you the ball. He'll he'll find a way to make you look better. And Aaron Rodgers, same with Aaron Rodgers, or or any very good quarterback, they'll they'll make their receivers look better than they are sometimes. Yeah, well, Brady's got has done that for a long. I mean, he did did it for seasons at a time in New England. Yep. There were there were times where he didn't have. So I was starting to say, Brashad Perriman's also listed with a lim, as limited on Wednesday with a knee. But some of these guys are going to play. They're just they're they're limited right. in practice right now, and there could be reason, somebody, they have to play somebody now. They, yeah. they just signed um, Cole Beasley, right? Yes, the slot receiver. But he can't play. He's not going to be able to play this week. Uh, I don't know if he is or not. But if he if he does, I mean, I hope I hope he does. I mean, he's not going to be ready. That's what I'm saying. There's no. I mean, he hasn't. He, he doesn't even know the, the the plays yet, right? I mean, he hasn't. They, Tampa's offense is, isn't like Buffalo's offense. I can't remember if he if he had some good games when he was with Dallas. If he had some good games against the Packers or not, I, I don't think remember he did. if he, he was. Had, he was he was good in Dallas. Well, it, so then maybe it's like you know the the facing the Packers factor. Where it's like they could, you know, they can get uh, out there and I, make again, a player two. Again, I don't think this game. Sure, it's a good game, and it's Brady Rogers and. For the media and for TV and for us, it's oh, it's a big game. For Tampa, they had their big game last week, beating New Orleans in New Orleans. That, that kind of really helped them. That's going to that win is going to really help them win the AFC or at the NFC. I'm sorry, the NFC South. If if they do that, that's the win that's going to kind of put them over the top, beating New Orleans in New Orleans, especially a team they they had lost to six six straight times in the regular season. So, um, I don't think Tampa goes all out like plays hurt guys in week three to win this game i mean you know what i'm saying it's it's i think the packers are the same the packers are very conservative when it comes to they're, they're, they'll, they'll never play a guy they'll always you know err on the side of caution when it comes to injured players they'll always give a guy an extra week as opposed to bringing him bringing him back a, a week early and i think tampa has that same mindset like you know what we're two and oh 
Uh, we just won a big game on the road. We won two two games on the road. You know, let's not. We're not going to rush Jones or or Godwin or any of these guys back too soon, and then have them get hurt again, and then they miss you know six weeks. Right? I mean, that's just smart football. Right. Now, if you're only two, and then you're, maybe you're in a little bit of panic mode. If you're Tennessee or Cincinnati teams that were supposed to be good that are zero two now, you you now you got to start looking. Oh shoot, we don't want to go on three. We don't want to fall out of this before you know. We, we don't want things to snowball on us. But when you're you know when you have a little bit of a cushion, you can do things differently. Right, right. Well, that's the other thing too is, is there's a lot of things to think about here. I mean, obviously get a big lead and let yourself dictate the the pace of the game. But then if Brady's got to throw it a bunch, I mean, there's. You know, it's. I guess then it's going to come down to trying to get pressure yes. on on it. And Brady has consistently had uh, a lot of help and a lot of protection up front. Now I know that the offensive line is banged up. Jensen, the signer, yeah. center, is out, and they've got another Smith's out too, right? Or hurt? Yep, one of their tackles is is hurt as well. So it's, they're already starting a, a rookie at guard. Still got to play the game. Uh, still got to play the game. So. Uh, it's just it, a, it's just you know. a matter of I mean if you if you look at all of those uh, those and you know I mean I'm obviously digging way back into the crates here but if you go back to those Super Bowls why did the Giants beat the Patriots because they were actually able to get to Brady and they didn't have to bring a lot of extra pressure right the right four did it yeah so then it it's just you know it that's that's the thing is you got to you've got to create pressure I don't think. Uh, I don't remember about last week. I know that I don't think Brady was sacked at all in the first week against Dallas. I mean, he, Dallas he, he was sacked do... three times. Uh, last week? Well, he's been sacked three times for a season, so I guess all three were last week. Then. Against the Saints. Uh, he's been sacked yeah, three, it, three times. Yeah, it doesn't look like, because, I mean, I, I was just looking through the the uh, the box score. Actually, I take that back. Micah, Micah Parsons did get him twice, so he got, well, he got sacked got twice against Dallas and then once against the Saints. So... He's been sacked in both games. I mean, but the, but it's it's going to have to be a steady diet of pressure. I right. mean, that's I mean, there's we can sit here and talk all day long about uh, the the cornerbacks and having another good game and Jair and Stokes and Razul and you know until they'll they'll have an easy time because some of these receivers are out. Not like it's exactly what you said. Not when it's Tom Brady throwing him the ball. You and I could go out there and he could make us serviceable because he knows where to put the football. They still have Cam Brate, uh, you know, as as far as their their tight ends. So there's there's still something to be said there. I mean, I I think Joe Barry here. This is Joe Barry's not a flashy defensive coordinator. He he doesn't really strike fear in the hearts of any by his name alone. I mean, the Packers defense looked pretty good against Chicago, but maybe the Bears are coming down a little bit off of that Week One win that they had, and they're regressing more to the mean. And we, we're seeing a more of who they are last week. Then in week one in the monsoon, as they call it, against the Niners, where they were able to get a win. So I don't I don't know if this is one of those games where Joe Barry needs to he needs to come in and just I think be ready to take some risks, take some yep. chances. And and what do you say, Mark? Do they pressure Brady or do they do they look at history yeah, and I say, would, uh I mean, here's what I would do if and again I'm not, I I would do this almost every week because I that's the kind of defense I like, but I would man up on the receivers, forget the zones, man up because your guys are better than their guys. Stokes, Douglas, and Alexander are definitely better than Perryman, Gage, and Miller. So match them up however you want. If you want to stay left, right, and slot, that's fine. If you want to put somebody on somebody, I don't care how you do it, but I would play man. Um, I'd keep a safety deep just because, but then I would I would send people. I, I, I'd have Campbell and or Quay blitzing i mean i i'd have you know smith and gary are going all the time obviously but i would i might i might try to send quay walker a couple times up the middle or or Devontae campbell or blitz you know blitz and adrian amos have do a safety blitz but yeah i would do all i can to to, to make tom brady un, uncomfortable now you might not sack him because he he does get rid of the ball um i remember even in that dallas game you said he was sacked twice he was pressured some other times but you know he has that quick release. He's been, you know, he's been around. He knows, he feel, he knows, he feels the pressure. He's Tom Brady. Yep. But again, make him feel that pressure, and you might, you know, he's going to throw it away. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you don't get a sack, but you get an incompletion. Well, Brady, better yet, an you interception. Know, well, where you staring, um, Rodgers being pristine with the football? Brady throws some picks. I mean, he's a good, very good he quarterback. Will. He doesn't throw a ton, but he, you can get one. 
Packers got three of them in the, three of them in that playoff game. And <laughs> did nothing. Should have four. <laughs> Will Redmond catches one thrown right to him, right? Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> yeah, but I would, I would, I would do whatever I could to pressure break. If I can get it with the with four, that's great. But I, I wouldn't be afraid to send five or six because I have confidence that Douglas Stokes, Alexander, and Savage, I'll keep him back, say, can cover these uh, these Tampa wide receivers. If so, Godwin ends up out, I, I think you're right on. I think you're spot on. If Godwin ends up out. And you, you've got now. Listen, I, I know you can't sleep on anybody in the NFL. Even if Cole Beasley does suit up, like you can't sleep on okay. him. Scotty Miller, uh, Brashad Perriman, like they're still good receivers. But those three, our three corners, can handle those guys. So then, if you know that they're handled, and if they do play man, like you're suggesting, and I think this is a good week for them to do that, then you can take more chances with your front seven and try to. If you want to send an extra guy, you can do that. If you want to send a safety, like you said, Amos, they can do that. This is a week to. Be able to, you know, to take a page out of, out of, or take a, you know, a, you know, I guess a page out of Bruce Arians' book where he says, "No risk it, no biscuit." Okay, well, we're coming to see you, Bruce, and we're going to do no risk it, no biscuit this week and send some more pressure and, and get more aggressive because we can. And the other thing with with blitzing Brady and and playing man is, you know, the the dangers of playing man sometimes with a, like if you're going against Lamar Jackson. Or Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez. You know, you got your backs, and the quarterback, you know, he just takes off because everybody's in man, and there's plenty of room to run. Brady not running. Yeah, no, no he's not. He might do a couple quarterback sneaks on you, but he's not going to run. Right, he he can't run at all. Well, you basically lose an entire defender spying on a quarterback like Jackson right. or Hurts. Uh, but, yeah, this, you this yeah, Brady... You know, Brady's not going to take off, although I will say the Packers, and this was back in the day and, and over the past 10 years, they've had some really, really slow, clunky linebackers that where some very non-mobile quarterbacks have had ridiculous, put up career rushing numbers against the Packers just simply oh, because yeah. they were out of position, out of place, like just couldn't couldn't get it done. And I think Gutekunst finally said, you know what, screw it. I'm, I, am, I am done watching my linebackers uh, chase after and look and read the back of jerseys. Like we're, we're getting what we need to get to. And you know, that play where, where fields dive, dives at the pylon yeah. and Quay forces fourth down and it was the right call. Uh, we, we don't have that. I mean, how, how many years has it been since the Packers have been able to make that play? I mean, even in the Super Bowl year, Nick Collins, maybe. He was a safety, though. Quay yeah, Walker, I mean, man. Quay Walker has he Quay has got run. he, he has really got run. some serious speed. I mean, great. He's looking like a so far he's paying dividends. And yeah, your first I mean, round picks have to be able to play right away because they're first round picks, right? You know, insert Jordan Love joke here. Okay, I, I get it. You know, well, some people positions are, more so than right. Than others, and some people are making their comments, and I, I get it. You know, insert Jordan Love joke. But on defense. Quay Walker's paying dividends already. Yeah, already. No, he's been good. He's been very good. Yeah. And 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 like you said, he you know, you know, when they drafted him, we we saw, you know, his forty time and they his athletic ability and that's all well and good. But just sometimes, you know, guys time real well, but you know, he plays like he timing. He he actually he's I mean, you can just see him going sideline to sideline and just, you know, like you said, that that play on third down, that doesn't happen the last I don't know how many years where that, that that's a touchdown against the Packers from or against a lot of teams, not just the Packers. That's a touchdown. Most there aren't many linebackers that would have tracked fields down and, and stopped them shorter of the goal line. Right. And look but what happened. Getting to the Packer run defense. I'm glad you brought all right, so this leads me into Yes, the Packer run defense hasn't been good the first two weeks. Uh, granted. The Bears ran a lot. But I'm gonna say this about the run defense and it was bad the first drive of the game. Ooh. It was bad. Like uh, a hot knife through butter. They went right, you know, Montgomery, yeah, boom, 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 went down, scored. I was like, oh, no, this isn't good. But then until the last drive of the game, they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't, the Bears, the Bears didn't do anything. The Bears had two drives in that game, basically. The Bears First stopped running the ball. Drive. I texted you, I texted you during the game and said, why did they stop running Montgomery? Oh, well, that, that's the Bears being the Bears. But, yeah. But, I mean, the Packer defense between the opening drive and that, final drive where they got to the but well, I guess it was their final next to final drive when they got when they drove to the one they were pretty good they're very good now that last drive I'm going to give the Packers the benefit of doubt here to, to say that up two scores was it two scores or three scores at that time uh I do not remember off the top of my head I think it was two because then the Packers scored up I think you're right I think it was two yeah because then they got a field goal after that um I think I'm 
forgetting things now, but up to, they're up at least two scores, fourth quarter. You're kind of in a pass defense, right? I mean, you're, you're thinking they got to throw the ball. So that's, that's no excuse for missing tackles and, and letting Montgomery get the yards that he got, but Bears wasted a lot of time doing that on that drive. And you don't mind that. You know, you, you don't mind a, a team down two scores using up all that clock. And then they didn't score it. And then, you know, like everybody's telling me all oh, the Packers run defense, they, they, they didn't stop their run all day. No, they stopped it on fourth and one from the one. Right. Which was also a goofy play by the Bears. Quarterback sneak out of the shotgun. What's your take? And without without being biased, what's your take on, on how it was handled? Because everybody seems to, unless you have skin in the game and, you're, and it worked out well for your team, like the Packers, but if you're a Bears fan, their gripe is, and I can't say if I was a Packers fan and it happened to Green Bay, I wouldn't say the same thing. Well, just call it a touchdown so that it has to automatically be reviewed on the field, but then you get into the same situation where it's inconclusive and then it gets upheld because you don't know whether it was right or wrong. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't like to get into that because I, I don't. I thought he's to be honest, naked eye watching. I said he stopped him. Naked eye, just watching the game myself. I went. Yeah, they stopped him, and then they they called him stopped, and then I and I'm then now I'm thinking, oh shoot, they're going to re- review the Packer because, and again, maybe it's biased because we're Packer fans, and probably every team thinks this, but it seems like the Packers never win reviews, right? You know, how many times do you, you know, I remember I'll never forget last year with the Vikings, right? Savage intercepts Cousins, they go to commercial. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, the Packers got the ball, they're going to they come back from commercial. And uh, under review, uh, they're, they're reviewing this play. It looks like Savage didn't come down with the ball. Oh shoot! Right? You know, and mm-hmm. the Vikings keep the ball. Um, it just seems, and, and that's the ones like it's like anything else. You don't remember. The, the, I'm sure the Packers have won a bunch of reviews, and I don't remember those. I remember the, the, the ones they lost, you know, or another team won, and you're like, ah, damn. But I, you know, I'm not gonna. Did he get? I don't know. The refs called it. The refs called him that he was stopped short. And yep. It wasn't conclusive on the review, so you know. Yeah. Again. That's... The bear, forget the Bears fans. I don't hear about Bears fans. Don't run a don't run a quarterback sneak out of the shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember in in, in week one where they had a shotgun run on the goal line to AJ Dillon and he didn't get in? Yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah, yeah. That call wasn't great. So the run defense. I mean, the least to the running back. It wasn't. A, if you're going to quarterback sneak, I mean, and again, the announcers were saying this. I don't always agree with with announcers, but they were 100 percent right on this one. You know, if you're getting a snap. Fields just had to like jump. He could have just jumped over the pile and reached the ball. I mean, there's it's so much easier to quarterback sneak when you're under center than from the shotgun. Yeah. Now, unless and again, we don't know. Maybe it was an option. Maybe maybe Fields had the option to bootleg or do anything, and he decided to go. Up to, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I don't cover the Bears. Well, I, I think I think more often than not, his betting on his, on himself and his speed works out well for him because he's fast. But the he Packers just happen to have Quay Walker finally somebody who can equalize that that has not been there before. And I mentioned Nick Collins earlier, and I know we were talking about the run defense. But speaking of safety, the safeties have been real quiet. And Darnell Savage, Mark, I think yeah. here we are in this is year four for him, right? Correct. This is his fourth year. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, he's just he, to me. He's he's okay. Exactly, that's what he is. If he was a third or fourth round pick, I'd say oh, okay, he's doing all right. First round pick, like you said, first round picks have to play and do. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm almost willing to do this, and uh, I've said it before. I I almost would rather have him be your slot corner and Rosal Douglas be be your safety. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, and people think people look at me like I'm nuts when I say that sometimes, but I think they may might be better that way. Rosal's a hitter. I mean, you saw the hits he was putting on people last night, right? The the read week. on the Mooney bubble screen, though, is that something you trust Darnell Savage to make? Because I, I I think Russell Douglas is a very smart player, and so oh, Russell Douglas is one of the. I think at corner he might be. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, in certain situations, yeah, you're right. I mean, Rosal's is better than Savage in every in every regard, but I don't know. I mean. And again, it's early. It's early. It's only two games. There is a bit. We've seen we've seen Savage and through his first three years have some really good games. Where you, said, where you said, "Wow, that's why that's why they took him in the first round." Mm-hmm. He just hasn't been consistent. He's been very inconsistent um, through his first three years, and his first two games this year haven't been have been more on the downside than the upside. But Adrian Amos, who I like a lot and has played very well for three, he's been here three. This is his fourth year as a Packer, also, right? Yep. 
he hasn't had, he's not off to he hasn't played as well again in two games than he has in his, his first three years either. So that that might go hand in hand. Yeah, he usually has big games against the Bears. He didn't really do a whole lot. Know, I mean, he again, I don't think he was flat out bad, but he didn't. He wasn't like he didn't do anything that where I said, "Oh, great play." And he, and against the Vikings, both of them had bad games. What a whole, I mean, everybody had a bad game against the Vikings, basically. But a lot of them, a lot of guys that had bad game against bad games against the Vikings picked it up and had very good games against Bears last week. The safeties, like you said, they they were just there. They were just yeah, they were just there. And they're they're going to be needed. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be important. I mean, that's that's the thing that that you worry about with a really good quarterback against against a really good quarterbacks. I mean, they they've got Brady, Josh Allen's on the schedule this year too, so they're going to face some some guys that are going to take advantage if they don't have their coverage and their communication set. That also seems to be a big problem too in the secondary is the communication is definitely in very preseason mode right now. They're not you know, when they're passing guys off and stuff. You could see some visible frustration from the safeties, especially in the Minnesota game. Yeah, Minnesota, that, that was just a mess. The whole nothing. I mean, offense, defense, spe- even special teams wasn't very – I mean, they just weren't – that, that was just a – that was just a – it looked like a team that didn't do much in in, in training camp. Right. Um, just like last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they But struggled. they did – I mean, again, the Bears aren't as good as the Vikings. The Bears might not be very good at all. And the, and the Packers, they played well. I mean, they didn't – they could still play better, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you don't, when you when you don't, when you don't even play your A game and you still win by 17 points, I'm not complaining. So no, no, agreed. And at home, but you know, you, they did what they, did, they had to do at home. You know, one other thing we should talk about here, and I know this will be easy for you because I know you love this guy here. But this is another game, Mark, where we've talked about, and you know, the the Jair pick in front of EQ was great. Uh, yeah. That was a fantastic play. So glad to have him back and making that play, and maybe that'll catapult him and give him a jolt and he'll turn into the Jair we're used to seeing again coming back from that injury last year but with a banged up especially at center Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line this is another Kenny Clark week every week's Kenny Clark week though he's just a good player even last week I thought watching the game I thought man Kenny Clark really hadn't hadn't done you know he's not having a great game but then watching it you know seeing some other plays on you know just plays here plays there and um, reading some more about it he was getting doubled and tripled the whole game. Mm-hmm. It was Reed and Lowry and Slayton needed to needed to play better last week, and they need and they again they're going to need to play better this week because I'm assuming Fournette's healthy and going to play. Fournette's still a pretty good back. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's yeah. got 192 yards in two games. This he runs year, hard. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's he's a load. Yeah, so they're going to have to the, that defensive line is going to have to step up whether yeah, whether it's you know Reed Lowry Slayton whoever else is out there with Kenny. Kenny Clark, I'm not worried about. And, I, and, like, and like you said, especially going against, you know, the banged up, the banged up offensive rookies, line. Yeah, he should. He's he's gonna he's gonna do his thing. I mean, no, I'm not worried about Kenny, but he needs help. You know, I mean, if, especially if he's tying up two and three guys, well, someone else has to step up and right, make a play. Lowry, Reed, someone's Clayton, free. Someone's Wyatt. got a one on one or a really good matchup. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to beat their guy and, and make plays. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this this is one of those games where even though the, the Bucks might be shorthanded, it's still a road game. It's still tough. Everybody has to play sound. Everyone's got to show up. Everyone's got to do something. Everyone's got to be the best version of themselves. No better week than for Darnell Savage to flip both you and I off and, and have like the game of his life. Okay, great. Go out and do it then. If, if well, no, the pack... like I said, he's, we've seen him have, it's yes. not like, you know, he's not, Josh Jackson, where you know, right, right, but, where we, but we've never seen it. He's, he, we've, I've seen him say, may have games where I said, wow, okay, this is he now he's ready, and then next week he doesn't have, you know, he's been inconsistent. I think is the perfect word. I very. mean, it's overused word sometimes, but it's kind of perfect to describe his career thus far. Very, you know, but like you said, first round pick, and he's, and he's just okay. Yeah, I mean, he can make yes, he can make plays and. And we've seen him do that before, but he's even himself said, you know, those dropped interceptions that I've had will be picks moving forward. And he just, he's just not making the plays. Now, part of it could be, and this is where it gets schematic, maybe you're onto something and maybe Joe Barry needs to use him differently and, and his skills is, you know, change up his skill set a little bit. But I think the, I think the, you could do a lot. You could do a lot worse. I still think the Packers' defense is fine with him back there. I feel comfortable with him back there. It's not like, oh, geez, go make no, a move. No, I'm with you know, you. go make a move. But 
for where you know for where he was like you said for where he was taken they moved up to get him too right yep yeah they did yeah they did I mean, they've and, had and, worse safeties than, than darnell savage oh geez over, over over the years but well 10 but years like ago said, yeah they, didn't, they weren't first round picks either right so. well 10 years ago and somehow the 10th anniversary has come and gone and not really been very highly discussed or talked about of the fail mary i mean that was jerron mcmillan and and who was who our guy that uh, in the end zone that should have had the interception, you know, like, I don't remember now. yeah. MD Jennings, like MD those were Jennings the, those were the safe, those were the safeties at that point. Like you want to talk about the Packers have not had great safeties at times. Yes, you are absolutely correct. These, these two guys are, are fine. You know, I, I think if, if you like what he does in this defense and you're confident in what he can do, then you make the investment like the Packers did there. They also are probably looking ahead, scouting ahead, and saying, "Hey, is there anybody that we like that we'd use an early pick on that we can we can bring in?" But even so, the Packers always hedge. It would be just like them to make an investment and spend a considerable amount of money keeping Darnell Savage. But if they, for some reason, and, and it could actually be Amos, it could be Amos that they're getting ready to move on from because they don't want to give him a third contract in the NFL, or the Packers don't want to be the one to pay him a third time. And they they bring somebody else in. Well, they need they need some veterans there that can keep the heat off of rookies, and they don't want to have to throw them out there and uh, you know trial by fire. But Quay Walker, you know, did, has has been doing that. But he's got Devondre Campbell next to him, and and it's uh, it's not too bad having an all pro right, right next to you when you're trying to learn the ropes in the NFL. No, yeah, like we said when we started to show the linebacker, the linebacking play is very good now. So. Yeah. No, it's, so, it's again, I mean, it's, 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 it's I, I look for a good game out of the defense this week. I really do. I think, you know, they, they caught a couple breaks with Evans getting suspended and, you know, Godwin, maybe not, probably not, or even if he does play, he's not going to be a hundred percent. So they, they got, a, they, you know, they caught a for once the Packers caught the injury break instead of being the team that that's banged up going somewhere. Well, I mean, it, it sounds on paper like the Packers are going to have a better chance than not to go in than they would if, if the Bucks were at full strength. But, you know, it's time to knock these guys off. It's time to win one and yep. say, hey, we can do this. We can win in Tampa. We can win this game, get the head-to-head tiebreaker. So down the road, if that, you know, comes into play, it doesn't matter. It's a very too early to talk about playoffs right now. But we'll look back on this several weeks from now, and it will matter at that point. So with all that's been said and everything we've broken down with regards to the defense against the Bucks' offense – the magical question now is, how do you see this one playing out? Do you feel better about the Packers' chances? Do you think they're going to come out with a, a, a road win here? How do you see it shaking out? Yeah, I do. I, I think it's going to be a close game, tough game, low-scoring game. Um, like I said, I think you know, I think the Packers' defense will come up with a good effort. Uh, you know, the offense has to show up too now. They got to because Tampa's defense is pretty healthy. So, mm-hmm. um, and special teams has to can't mess up. I mean, they, special teams. Let's you know, we've been on them a lot. Last week, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. No, no big return against them. Some two very good punts by O'Donnell. Crosby made his field goals. Rodgers had one very good punt return, a twenty yarder, I believe. Yeah, by very um, good. When you say very good, that basically just means that they didn't make any mistakes. Yeah, they did. But they, they really actually did. You're right. They made one penalty. You know, they, they had one penalty. That's fine. I mean, but you're right. O'Donnell kicked well. I mean, the the other. Uh, I think Rich Basaccia's voice is resonating in that room. The wee fence is starting to take hold. They've got a culture. Yeah. They've got a mindset. Matt Lafleur said, "I think there's a little bit of a mindset brewing there." And I saw what I was looking for, and what I saw that I liked finally was the coverage. The return unit was staying in their lane. They made yeah. sure that they they sealed off all of the yes, you know because you got guys. It's almost like you know when when kids play sports like soccer, everyone runs to the ball. And it was yeah. kind of too much of that in the past. And like a really good returner is always looking two, three steps ahead. They're going to find the alleyway. And that's why they had so many big returns against them. Yep. You're right. So they, so, they kept it good. So you like the Packers. You think, you think they'll. Yeah. Again, I'm, you know, of course I'm biased, but I think, yeah, good, a close, good game, close scoring. I'm, if you want me to put a score on it, I'll say 2017, 2017, close one. See, I still have the bucks winning this one, but like yeah. 20, 26, 21, because the Packers offense still has to face the Bucks defense, and those linebackers are really good. So I'll be I'll be curious to see if they can get Aaron Jones going because if Aaron Jones doesn't get going early, does it turn into the Minnesota game where we all of a sudden look at the box score and he only touched the ball eight times again? I hope and not. if they get behind, 
you know, can, do, can they still use Jones and Dylan the way they want to, or does Aaron Rodgers throw it 45 times and try to hero ball his way through without a Devonte Adams out there? I don't know. There's a lot of well, a lot of things to be decided. 45 times. I hope I hope 20 of them are to Aaron Jones. Yes, I don't right. Throwing the ball to Jones either. Right, absolutely. And he's going to be a he's and you've got to get him involved, even if he's not purely running the football. You got to get him involved right. and, and have have a plan B. I mean, for crying out loud! Now you've been you've been embarrassed by these guys twice in the same season: once on the road, once at home, once in a conference championship game. You know, go earn your money, Matt Lafleur. Game plan this thing and get and get ready. And Joe Barry and the coaching staff and everybody else and the players got to be up and ready to go. So hopefully there aren't any surprises on the injury report for the rest of this week. But that's the defense versus the the Packers defense against the Tampa. Offense, before we sign off, as always, Mark, up at Packer Report now, what's coming up? Well, up now is, of course, I'm still up as my, there's a lot of stories from other people, but my post-game um, incident analysis is, is up there now. So if you want to, if you haven't, if you haven't read it yet, go go up and read it, it, you know, right after the Bears game. And then I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do yet. Um, it'll be up, it'll be up sometime today. I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing a couple ideas off my head and I'll, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'll, I'll decide which one I'm going to do. So you'll, you'll be as surprised as I am when you go in tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon to see what's up. What's going on in there. All right. And quick slants podcast will be up after the game on Sunday with instant reaction and analysis of Packers versus Bucks. It's a 325 kick central 425 kick Eastern. If you're on the West coast, it's 125 PM. It's a late game once again. And if you're on the West coast or if you're in Arizona, it's not on TV. So come find me and let's go watch the game together somewhere in a, at a local watering hole here. So it's been the Thursday edition of the pack a day podcast. Thanks everybody for riding along. Thanks everyone who sent in their weather, everybody enjoy the rest of your week and Packers bucks. Hopefully we have some good news next week when we reconvene as always take care of yourself and go Paco. you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.